Yo, happy new year. It is January 9th, 2019, and you're listening to Strictly Chickly. Yo, happy new year. It is January 9th, 2019, and you're listening to Strictly Chickly.
So I'm, I'm in Tucson, Arizona, right? And my friend in the store, and I step outside, and I smoke a cigarette. And I put out my cigarette on my shoe or the ground or something. Yeah. And I had two policemen walk up, policemen and a policewoman. Uh-huh. And they thanked me for putting my cigarette out and throwing the butt out in the garbage. They love... They take care of the, the their area there. They have respect for the, the place that they live in. Very and they good. said, thank you. Very good. And I was just like, wow. Can you take this one is more like thank the, you? This is like thank the you. one more time. Uh-huh. This is like the one time that a policeman isn't going to harass me. They're thanking me. I was just like... Do you feel like you, you get harassed just as much as black people do? No. No. Definitely not. Okay. I can see that mm. black people get definitely get harassed just yeah. because they black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never had a problem in this neighborhood. I've made friends with policemen in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I used to have a detective's, the narcotic detective's business card. Interesting. Be- well, I used to kick junkies off my street. Oh, oh yeah. You know, we it used to be bad over here where junkies was pulling up in front of my house. And I used to have to kick them out of there. What type Go, of junkies? Like heroin, crack heroin, oh, really? crack, whatever the fuck. Around here? Yeah, and they'd come and park in front of my house, and I'd be like, "Beat it, dude. Mm-hmm. Go somewhere else and do that shit." Mm-hmm. So I did that one time, and it ended up being one of Cleveland's narcotics detectives. Really? And he was like, he kind of laughed and he was like, hey man, I'm positioned. He was looking at someone on arcade. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. And I was like, all right, cool. Same team. We on the same team, man. <laughs> you know, I don't want these people around here. You don't want these people around here. I'm going to leave you alone. I'm going to go back home. You know, and I live right on the corner. So he came and pulled into my driveway after that, talking to me and my neighbor. He gave me his, his card and stuff. You know, wow. here's my cell phone number. I never called it. Of course not. Yeah, I'm not a snitch. No. But I don't want that shit around there at the same time either. True that, true that, and true that. I'm faster than the police. <laughs> Let's be serious about this. I'm faster than the police. I'm faster than the police. So, you know, if I'm going to call the police on you, you're going to be gone by the time you get your shit. I just might as well kick you out and tell you to go to another street. And that'll happen before the police ever get there. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it takes three hours for them to get there for anything. Mm. Right? You get your car stolen, it's going to take them three hours to get there to fill out a report. Yeah, I mean, I made it, you know, I made a few friends on both sides in this neighborhood. I've been here like six years. And I've made friends on both sides of the...
girl, you are not special. After watching Surviving R. Kelly docuseries, it really came to my attention that we all have to have a serious conversation with our with our girls, especially our black young girls, because black women, it is hard to find justice for you. And personally, I'm sick of of black girls and just women being victimized, period. I'm just I'm just tired of it. It's just time that we have this conversation and this discussion. And I want to kick it off by saying you are not special. You're just not. Because when you feel that you're special and you're the princess and all this other shit like that, you're setting yourself up to be a victim. The Cinderella story must die. Pretty woman, all this shit. You, you think you come going from rags to riches? Oh, if he just lays his eye on me, I'm going to change his whole world. If once, once he meets me or once he get with me, it's going to be different. It's not. It's not. And, you know, and then you become victimized. You know, it's like you're expecting so much from this stranger. And and you done fell in love with this idea of a man that he's supposed to be. This is all fairy tale bullshit. So we have to talk to our girls. There is no Cinderella. There is no Cinderella. You have to take control of your own life. You know, and I've been an Usher fan, you know, since I was like. 13, 14, not anymore, but I was an Usher fan all the way up until like, I guess uh, maybe my, my late teens, 19 or 20. I think I stopped at 8701, but no, it was an album after that too. I still was very supportive, but when he got to moving mountains, I said, I can't move no mountain dog. You on your own. So I left him alone, you know, but, um, on the docu-series, it was a lot of disturbing stories, and I just was like, oh my God, I felt, I just felt so bad, you know, but we really have to take responsibility for our own actions in life. We really do. Um, it's, it's, I don't even know where to start, as, other than we just have to start talking to our girls, and the Cinderella story must die, because that mindset starts when, you know, when they're children, and then you know, with the sleeping beauty and shit like that. Then when you become a, a a young adult or adolescent, a young lady, you really think that that's life. And it's, it's so, I feel bad. You know, it's just like, what? Cause we, we, we're not having these conversations. Like I'm on Instagram and it's grown women that will fly from Timbuktu to Timbukta to meet a celebrity rapper or athlete and then wouldn't you know they get disappointed oh how did you get disappointed well you're disappointed because it wasn't what you thought you expected this man to pay for you to get there and back home pay for your food pay for all of this stuff what does that make you look like I don't think that you're thinking this shit clearly or thoroughly you're you're getting dressed you're getting on a plane. No no round trip. You just expect that this celebrity public figure idol person is supposed to take care of you because... Because... What? You think you Cinderella? You, you feel what I'm saying? You're not special. Women are beautiful all across the world. It's, it has, you have to be more than that. And it, you have to be more than that for yourself. Not for a man. Or not for a partner. No. 
We have to have these conversations. Sit down. Tell your daughter. Tell your niece. Your nephew. You ain't special. You know, you ain't got to say it like, you know, to hurt their feelings. You know what I'm saying? We want to bring them up, not down. But you just got to angle it some type of way where your 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 children can understand that I want this for you. You have to want it yourself too. And you're not going to find any type of specialness from a man, from a public figure you're not. You have to get it from yourself. So once we start having these conversations with our young ladies and women in our community um that you know now we can start taking responsibility for our own actions and hopefully moving forward a lot of women won't be victimized or fell victim to things like this the cinderella story must die it's 2019 we only got like this year left of them um this wall is driving us wild. It's like so funny to watch Trump have his tantrum, but it is not funny to be a federal employee because while Trump is having his tantrum, a lot of our um, federal workers are definitely not getting paid, and that is really sucky because they are really, really working for our country, and they are not getting paid. So that really, really sucks. A lot of um, federal workers try to max out their sick days so that way they can at least be home while all this dumb shit happening. You got to deal with unruly, irate uh, public um, because everyone's, you know, in their bag about this shutdown and everything. We still got postal workers on the beat. We still got, you know, a lot of federal workers that, you know, still doing what they have to do, getting paid, but a lot of them aren't. So, with this whole wall, I have no idea what the outcome is going to be. We all don't. But we definitely broke a record. We're on day 20, I believe, or is it 19 or 20? Almost a month. Almost. Could you imagine working for almost a month and not get paid? Oh, my goodness. He is having a tantrum. And it's like I compare Trump to like a two-year-old in a way because think about it. When you have a two-year-old, you have to, like, transition them to be independent. And it's times where the two-year-old wants you and wants to get picked up. And they may cry. They may have a tantrum and roll out on the motherfucking floor. And as parents, you just look at them. You're going to get tired before I do. So I guess we going to let Trump tire himself out. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I feel that this wall is not productive at all. Um when it comes to border patrol, I don't think that's the way because for centuries, how we've been traveling underground. Okay. Um, the last terror terrorist attack that I can recall that supposedly was a terrorist attack. They flew in on motherfucking plane. I don't, I don't, I don't see a wall that's going to stop that. You know what I'm saying? Um, this wall to me is, is something I feel like it has everything to do with Trump's ego. I feel like he just wants to have a staple in American history where he has something that he can touch and, and visit. He wants to have a great wall. I I don't know. It's, 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 it's costing millions of dollars to make. I don't know if it's going to have gold accent in it and a little Trump signature. I don't fucking know. I, the, the, this wall may look like the Gate of Narnia. Who fucking knows? 
I really feel it's, it's really not for safety to me. And then I get paranoid. Is it to keep me in? I don't, I don't know because the Mexicans, they can travel on the ground. My ancestors travel on the ground. So I don't see why this wall is going to stop terrorism. It's not. And I don't, I don't think it's any terrorists from Mexico that, I want to ask Trump so bad, like, what do you consider a terrorist again? What, what is a terrorist? Because who the hell going to protect me from these white folks that shooting shit the fuck up in America? Like, what what are we going to do about that? Well, so are we going to put up walls around each state, too? I mean, I'm not trying to start no shit, but I'm just saying. This wall is such a waste of time. It's going to be a waste of money. Um, a lot of people that are contributing money into this wall, they have, I guess, high hopes of it really making you feel secure. I guess they bought into the propaganda of the bullshit. I don't believe it. Uh, I just really, truly believe that it's just for Trump. He just wants to have something to say, that's my wall, and I did that while I was president. <laughs> you know, he likes to have things up and that says Trump and something to add to his legacy, I guess, but... It's a non-productive wall, and I think this may be a battle he has to lose. He just has to. So right now, us, we're Americans, we're just waiting until he get burnt out from rolling all over the Oval Office floor and crying and kicking. And hopefully when that's done, we can just get right back to our normal American day. <laughs> 